Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, January the 24th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss the NBA main slate tonight, which is four games this evening. So it will be a, a pretty tidy schedule, but uh, some good games with a lot of information and uh, certainly some really good contests out there. Uh, so before we jump into that, I have to mention this weekend of football, unbelievable games. All four games were just, I mean, if you're not a sports fan or you don't have a heartbeat if you weren't into those games, good, bad, or indifferent if your team won or lost, I mean, that was fun to watch. Insanity all over the place. So who knows who's going to take this uh, Super Bowl, but uh, it was fun to watch. I know... Our guys did a terrific job uh, this weekend covering all the football. There was so much of it, but uh, it was a great time. I had to mention it because I, I just couldn't believe it. So it was some good stuff. But we had a great weekend. We had uh, did what real well in golf. Uh, I, it could have been monster, monster takedown, but uh, my two top guys, Cantley and Rom, just decided they were going to put it in neutral. Uh, neither one of them went low. Uh, really this weekend. So it was strong cashers all over the, the place, but not the takedowns that it was looking like uh, starting on Saturday. So we're going to get back after it uh, again this week. Another really good tournament that uh, Andrew and I will be working uh, the podcast on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that one. All right. I want to dive right in. I know everybody's got a busy schedule starting their work week on Monday. Uh, with, with these four games, we can get past them pretty quick. It's not the normal monster schedule on Monday, so it should be, uh, shouldn't take that much time. All right, first game, let's dive in. Remember, if you want to join us, dfscoachtalk.com. That's where you can find us for as little as even three days for 10 bucks. Charlotte Hornets and the Toronto Raptors. Um, let me see here. I am not getting. Let me make sure I have us. I'm going to have to go here because they nor don't have the spread up where I normally have it. So I'm going to go page two. All right, Charlotte. Uh, I'm sorry, Knicks at the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's why. Never mind. I'm a day off. I moved ahead to see what tomorrow's schedule was. And uh, I counter crossed myself here. I'm back on the right page. New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, a bumpy start for me, but we got this. Uh, it is Cleveland minus six and a pretty pathetic 202. Definitely by far the lowest number on the board. You've got some slow teams with some good defense. Cleveland's favored by six, 202, 98 implied for the Knicks, 104 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Knicks come in 23 and 24. Cleveland comes in. 28 and 19. Designations here, two important ones. Kemba Walker, questionable. You know, always big news because he does completely affect that backcourt uh, rotation and usage with uh, Burks quickly and, Fournier and uh, Fournier and himself. So we need to watch that. Mitch Robinson, I think he's probably going to be out, to be honest with you. He's listed as questionable but he turned his ankle pretty bad in that game uh, yesterday. And it is a second night of a back-to-back -back, uh, for the Knicks as well. Cleveland is on an uh, island game. 
Nerland's Noel is probable. So if Robinson can't go, Noel's going to become a very popular play. Um, and then guys that are out, Archie Diacono and Rose. For Cleveland, Rondo is questionable. And that does make a difference because he will scoop uh, some of those minutes from Garland at point. Um, they'll either move Garland over to the two or he'll sit a, a few extra runs. Uh, and it being a back-to-back, -back, you know, that's a concern. Um, and he does affect Garland's assist ratio. So I want to find out the Rondo news, which we will have because it's the first game. And then uh, Lori Markinen got hurt uh, in that game yesterday as well. He is out for this game. So does uh, create some more scoring need from, from guys, uh, the big guys, Mobley uh, and Allen. All right, uh, let's uh, look at a couple things here. Nick's slowest team in the league, 30th in pace. So we know that that's uh, just the way they play. They're going to back it down, slow it down. Cleveland is 21st. So neither side uh, very strong uh, on the pace side, but both teams are strong defensively. So um, we're going to pull that up too and do this on the move because they were updating the number. And I wanted to make sure that uh, we got the the numbers that were the included yesterday's uh, action. So let's, uh, you know, again, this is going to be a slow pace. And then as far as a defensive efficiency in this game, uh, you've got the Knicks uh, playing a little bit better defense than they were at the beginning of the year, but they're still 18th in the bottom half. Cleveland, we know, has been fantastic defensively. Uh, they have really uh, turned it up, and they are per, uh, sitting at third. Uh, so uh, that is terrific. Knicks, actually, I did just update it. They're 13th and Cleveland third. So two good defenses, slow pace, a couple of key guys out. Uh, you know, buyer beware in this game. Let's get the news first before we make any real strong decisions here. But, you know, in the situation uh, where we need to possibly go to Mobley or Allen, I think is going to be a smart play. Uh, 7-9 for Mobley, 8 8K flat for Allen. You know, one of those two generally is going to get enough rebounds, stocks, um, you know, to, to really pay off. But not a game of uh, focus here, maybe a one-off uh, at best. But uh, let's keep an eye on that news. You know, I Noel's probably going to plug in as my center if Mitch Robb is out. So I I'll go there uh, as well. All right, game two. Chicago Bulls, Oklahoma City Thunder. Chicago favored by only one and a half against the Thunder. That's, that's pretty uh, rough. The Bulls are not playing good basketball. Uh, 108 uh, and a half implied for uh, Chicago, 107 for the Thunder. So you got a 215 and a half total. Uh, so there's two games with that same total. So middle of the road, um, but an interesting Vegas line, that's for sure. Chicago comes in 28 and 17. The Thunder are 14 and 32. All banged up, the Bulls are. Zach Levine and Javante Green are both questionable. So there's the potential that Levine is back. And that obviously has a massive impact on that the whole entire uh, unit for Chicago. So very important news that we need to get there. Guys that are already out, Ball, Caruso, 
Jones, and Williams. Uh, Caruso's going to be out uh, a while with that wrist, and uh, uh, that was a shame to see him go down like that. But uh, Grayson Allen did get a one-game suspension. I don't know if that's even enough. That was pretty flagrant foul. Uh, on the Thunder side, very simple. They have uh, Favors and Krejcicki, the guy that I can never pronounce, Vit Krejcicki. I like to say it every every uh, podcast because it stumps me. K-R-E-J-C-I, Scrabble champion right there. All right, so let's look at statistically a little bit here what the deal is. We've got a second night of a back-to-back for the Bulls. So they're struggling. They're on the road. They're a slight favorite, but it is the second night. Hopefully they get Levine back. That will make a massive difference. They are 16th in pace, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are 11th. So completely middle of the road uh, there for for pace of play. As far as defensive efficiency, uh, you've got the Chicago Bulls sitting at 18th, and Oklahoma City Thunder uh, are sitting at, where are they, 17th. So both a little bit below average on the defensive side. A very... Uh, weird game with not a lot of, in you know, a lot of targets here. Oklahoma City has all their regulars back. You know, can always roll the dice with SGA or Giddy. We know both of those guys, um, you know, are effective. But you have you got to pay up for them. Uh, SGA is nine K. Giddy seven point three. You can go down a door at five two, but a lot of inconsistency there. Um, and then the rest of the guys, it's just it's too tough to count on anybody, uh, to be honest with you. Chicago side, again, if Levine's in, that's huge because then we have some potential of Dort defending him a little bit. Right now, I think Dort defends uh, DeRozan, who has is, is really been their best player. Um, we'll see how that goes. You know, Levine is 8-4, so first game back, that's a bit of a reach. Kobe's up to 7K, uh, so that that also is not just a layup price-wise. DeRozan at 9-1, he's awesome. I think he's been playing great. He's been carrying him. But if the, the combination of Levine coming back and the fact of facing the Dorcher Chamber, I think you know DeRozan may be a fade for me at 9-1 uh, you know, in that scenario. You can always look at Vuk. Vuk's 9-5. He's been very just average, though, uh, and that's a big price for a guy that hasn't been blowing it up. And again, with Levine and DeRozan in there, uh, that takes away from some of his usage. So I'm not a big fan of this game either. Uh, one-off at best, I think the majority of my lineup is going to be from these last two games. And these last two games are at 8 and 9 o'clock. So we've got uh, seven, two eights, and a nine spread out a little bit. No super late games, but uh, those are all Eastern times uh, as well. All right, Indiana Pacers at the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, the Pelicans are a three-point favorite. It's a 215 and a half total. And you talk about teams uh, not going in the right direction. I mean, the Pelicans, I read something yesterday that they want to try to make a run <clears throat> for that 10th playoff spot at 17 and 28. So, you know, have at it, Pelicans, uh, sort of an aggressive move. Whereas I think Indiana 
has made the decision, you know, to more pack it in, make some trades and look at next year. They're 17 and 30. So neither team uh, playing good ball. A lot of issues for Indiana. You've got Lavert on a questionable tag. Very important news, as always. At least we already know Brogdon's out. He's been listed questionable 90 million games, and he always sits. He's out. McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, and Warren also out. So Indiana just decimated uh, without question. For the Pelicans, you've got Devontae Graham, questionable. And then you've got uh, out, you've got Brandon Ingram, monster news there. Luzada and Cheeseburgers Williamson, he's out. So definitely some, some value in this game. This is the game where you can get some guys that could do very well and uh, fly a little bit below the radar. Both of these teams, by the way, are uh, on an island game. So let's let's look at both sides. I'm going to have a lot of exposure here. It's going to allow me to pay up to a few of the guys that I want. Uh, if Levert's in, great play. If he plays with no restrictions, I mean, he should dominate play. If he's out, then uh, Chris Duarte becomes the number one option for me for the Pacers. I also also like Goga Bataze at, at center. Uh, he's been getting uh, the load of the minutes with Turner and Sabonis out, and he's been doing well. He's been getting to his number. Um, so Duarte and Bataze, they did well for me the other night. I see no reason not to go back to those guys again. A couple other options that you have here, and, you know, there are a few. Um, Justin Halday at 5'4", Torrey Craig at 4'9", Jeremy Lamb at 4", O'Shea Brissett at 4'5", and Kiefer Sykes at 3'4". Three, uh, three, and Sykes possibly would move into that starting lineup if Levert sits. So tons of value there. We need to get a, a grip on who's in and out for sure with the Levert news, but I can see uh, dialing up a couple of pacers here uh, that really can get it done. I really like Chris Duarte. I'm, I'm impressed with his play, but only if Levert does sit. So uh, I like this game. I think it's going to be a key one for me because it's, you know, it's going to be those uh, middle to value guys that, that really have to step up. Uh, on the Pelican side, Josh Hart, certainly a, a great play at 7-4. And Herb Jones at 4-7. Uh, I think both of them are really good plays because you're going to have a lot of the backup uh, players in here for the Pelicans. And massive usage opens up, uh, certainly with Ingram out. If Devontae Graham sits, you know, you've got really three guys you can talk about here. Garrett Temple at 3-1. Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 3-8, and Jose Alvarado, who had a really nice game against the Knicks in Madison Square, he's 3-6. So guys that come into play, uh, especially if uh, Graham sits, I think you've got some uh, good options there at big value. But paying up for Hart at 7-4, uh, super value at 4-7 for Herb Jones, I think is a great play. If you want to go all the way to the top, you can go Joe Val. He's 8-3. And it's not that bad of a deal, really. I mean, price-wise, in a game where they're going to need more from him, obviously Indiana doesn't have that interior like they do when Sabonis and Turner are in there. Uh, so, you know, you could, this could be the spot to go uh, the infamous double centers here, Goga and, and Joe Val on uh, DraftKings and Yahoo. So, uh, like this game, definitely some serious exposure here. All right, uh, before we hit this last game, real quickly, 
If you're watching this on YouTube, thumbs up, hit the subscribe button. Also give us a quick comment, just hello if you want. That's cool enough. If you have a question, if you have a comment, that combination really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube. Also, while you're at it, if you're on YouTube, up in the corner, you see that bell, hit that. That's an alert that will let you know when any of our podcasts post uh, in any of our sports. So uh, definitely pop that on there. Also, um, if you have a chance today and uh, you want to catch some more information about today's slate, I'm going to be jumping on with a good friend of mine, uh, Gundacker. He and I are going to do a live stream uh, at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern this afternoon. So you can catch that. Just look up Gundacker on YouTube or wherever you're you're checking uh, checking out uh, uh, the podcast. But uh, you can catch us there. Uh, he's also run, uh, let's see, it, it's Run Sports, I believe. DFS Run Sports, I think. But just check it out. You'll see we go live. You can see us on Twitter, YouTube, whatever. Um, also, tomorrow is Andrew's Day. Big big slate on a Tuesday, which is really weird. They're much bigger than Monday. So check out Andrew for sure uh, tomorrow here in this spot uh, doing the NBA podcast. He's always has some great insight <clears throat> on the slate. All right, last game. Nine o'clock game, Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix minus nine. 222 total, 106 and a half implied for the Jazz, 115 and a half for the Phoenix Suns. Coming into the game, Utah 30 and 17, Phoenix 36 and 9. So big game, you know, possible Western Conference preview here. Both teams on an island game. Utah's 15th in pace. Phoenix is fourth. So you're going to get some push up and down the floor. The tough part is Phoenix is the second best defensive efficient team in the league and Utah is 10th. So you got two top 10 defenses, but you've got a lot of offensive firepower and, you know, a lot of good options in this game. That 222 total, again, by far the most, six and a half higher than any other uh, line on the board. So certainly get some attention here. Um where do we want to let's look at first of all the the injuries here the designations two massive ones for utah we've got bogdanovich and gobert both questionable so that becomes massively important um we got to follow that news uh donovan mitchell and whiteside are already ruled out so you're going to get some serious value if those guys are out in Connolly. Clarkson, Ingles, and even O'Neal um, if they're out. If not, and we get them playing without restrictions, you've got a lot of a uh, lot of spots you can go on this Utah team uh, without question. Phoenix, they have DeAndre Ayton is doubtful, so not counting him in right now, but they do have some other guys out. Crowder, which is an important piece for them. Kaminsky, Nader, Payne, so no backup for Chris Paul and Sarich. So neither team at full strength, but a lot of their key guys still in there. A ton of options here. No question about it. You've got, uh, again, depending on that news, that's going to be the key. Because if those guys are out, then, you know, it's you shuffle the deck here and have to look at a completely different situation. You know, Conley, uh, you know, and Ingles, Conley at 7-2, Ingles at 5 would be two huge plays right off the bat 
You're going to get a little more action for Rudy Gay at 4-2. Jordan Clarkson at 6-7, you know, he never saw a shot he didn't like, so he may be firing and, and going in this game too. So a lot of definite possibilities from Utah. Want some exposure there, but want to try to get that news. I'm going to leave. This is the biggest advice for the day. Leave some space to do some late swap in that game. That is going to be important. Figure out the combinations where you can play some Phoenix guys if the Utah guys sit, etc. There's no other game at nine. It's it's the only game left, and you don't want to be in a situation where you have to switch out and like leave a thousand salary on the board. So uh, get that. You know, can do that uh, several different combinations here in this last game. Chris Paul at eight six has been terrific. Devin Booker's had a hot streak. He's nine four. Uh, you know, he didn't shoot well the last game, but he had been on fire. And I like his uh, possibilities here. He's one of my favorite pay, uh, pay up guys today. Mikhail Bridges price is starting to leak up. It's five, eight, but still very fair for the ton of minutes that he's getting. Um, Cam Johnson becomes a nice option uh, with Crowder out. He's only three, nine and he can get hot. Uh, the tough part is the center position. I mean, they're getting... They had that amazing game by Bismack Biombo, 21 real points, which, by the way, is his career high this late in his career. But uh, he and McGee split. I mean, let's face it, with, with Aiden out, you're going to get like almost a 24-24 McGee and Biombo. Can either one of them get there in that 24? Absolutely. But, you know, if one gets hot and the other doesn't, you know, you, uh, you could go – to, to where you're getting uh, cheated on one of the guys. So tough call there. I'm probably not going to mess with that. I never like to mess with split split time positions. So, uh, but, you know, Paul Booker, Bridges, Johnson, all, you know, nice plays, I think. Um, so again, a lot of, lot of uh, exposure in that late game. The last two games I think are stronger, you know, set yourself up, uh, for win position here by, by allowing yourself some uh, plans of action if you have to do some late swap. So that is it, my friends. A quick one today. Really bizarre. Only four games on a Monday, but that should give you a good idea of at least getting those lineups set and ready to go. If you want to join us, uh, go to dfscoachtalk.com. We would love to have you jump in. Um, and if you have any questions, you can always check us out on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk. Um, I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Um, and just look forward to uh, conversing with you. You'll always love to talk uh, NBA and, uh, you know, skull sessions are my favorite thing. And love doing one-on-ones with our members. We do a lot of those. Uh, and just talk it through. Contest selection, bankroll management, and then building those lineups. So, all right, have a great start to your week. Really enjoyed uh, spending this time with you. Uh, you again, you'll be catching uh, Andrew on here tomorrow for a nice nine-game NBA slate. So uh, he'll be uh, covering everything tomorrow, and then I'll be back uh, on Wednesday. So hope to catch you on uh, YouTube or Twitter at 3 p.m. this afternoon on there with Gundacker and uh, – uh, other than that, I'll be back Wednesday. Andrew will be back tomorrow, and we'll both be looking to crush it in DFS.